Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. And just a couple of days left of your 50 most relevant to go for 2022. Got a real important player we got to talk about. Number four, the St Kilda superstar, Jack Steele. He's been amazing last year, amazing the year before it. Whew, he's unlucky not to be the most relevant, but he's right towards the top of the tree without doubt. Joining me to talk about the man of Steele, is the man that runs South Australia, if we're to be fair. It's Louis. Hello, mate. How are you? Good. Thanks, mate. Uh, it's good to be here. Glad to be talking about Jack Steele. And it's no surprise that this guy is so high in the 50 most relevant and, and top five, in fact. So I'm really excited to talk about this guy. He's an absolute jet. Still just the 26 years of age, this midfielder. Had some bumper scores for us last year in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. He gave us actually his career high score in those formats. It was against Carlton with a 162. While in that same game for Supercoach, 158. Uh, it's not his career score, though, in that format. In Supercoach in 2020, it was against the Lions with 167. Average-wise, where's he at? Whew. The kid can score 121.3 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. It's why he's one of only just two players in those formats that's priced over a million dollars. Yep, he and Tuke Miller are the million-dollar players in those formats for 2022. While in Supercoach, his average of 126 sets him back just on 685,800. Louis, we always try to look at players objectively we try to look at the holes we try to look at their strengths we look for the opportunities for growth as well as the moments where there might be some regression but when you look over what jack Steele has done over the past two years what he's done as a footballer not just as a fantasy player has been absolutely sensational where he's gone from a very good player to now one of the best players in the entire league Oh, absolutely. And it's been great to watch. Um, look, he kickstarted his career at the Saints after being traded from the Giants in 2017. Uh, and he was mostly a tagger. He's going at about that 90 sort of average. And look, he looked great. He, we know what a tackling beast he is. And that's how he was mostly generating his score. But uh, in 2020, he managed to find a lot more of the football. He took yeah. that big step up and he went from being that 90s guy to 112 in 2020. And then again, cool. in 2021, when you thought, okay, well, maybe that's, that's where that goes at. Yeah. No, he, he takes it up a notch again and that's goes amazing. up to 121, which is ridiculous in itself. But then you go and you break that down. The first half, he averaged 112. Yeah, okay. Just like his 2020. That's, this is Not AFL bad. Fantasy and Dream Team. We'll get to Supercoach. But yep, stay with us because it gets even better. You're right. And then in the second half, he averages 134. So we're Ooh. talking about this million-dollar guy. And look, can you pay that much in, in your uh, fantasy teams? Well, maybe you can. It sounds like there's meat on the bone. I mean, if he's gone at 121, then 134, well, there's perhaps 10 points upside, which is just ridiculous for a guy who's starting at this price. It's scary to think exactly what he could be and could become 
It really, truly is. And what makes Jack Steele so incredible is his ability to impact in every potential area of the game of AFL. Based on per game averages, again, not purely footy fantasy in a sense, but just pure footy, ranked second in the league for tackles per game, more overall, but per tackles, sixth in the league for contested possessions per game. And then he's ranked top 20 in the league per game for these stats, clearances, effective disposals, contested possessions, inside 50s, total disposals, handballs, stoppage clearances, and center clearances. Here's the package. This You can read off stats and sometimes not get the story behind it. Here's what it is. If there's a ball to be won at a contest, Jack Steele is one of the best in the game. If there's a clearance to be won, Jack Steele is one of the best at the game. If there's a moment where defensive pressure is needed and a tackle needs to stick, Jack Steele is one of the best at the game. If there's a ball to be won in space or in a slight level of congestion, Jack Steele is one of the best in the game. And so you're right. It comes at no surprise that he is, from a fantasy perspective, one of the best in the game. 19 tons across the formats for the year. 11 scores of 120 plus in Dream Team and Fantasy. 13 in Supercoach. Three scores of 140 plus in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. Eight in Supercoach. His lowest score for the year in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, 78. His lowest in Supercoach, 91. He had 12 consecutive tons across the formats to end the year. And you're right. That final chunk of games of the year was incredible. 133.5 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, just like you mentioned, Louis. Supercoach, 136. So you look at a guy priced at 10 points per game cheaper than what he's at right now. And we talk about value. We talk about dependable captains. We talk about maximizing our salary cap at the start of the year. Jack Steele embodies all of these things. He does. And that's partly due to his floor. I mean, 78 across a whole season. That's ridiculous. And then it quickly, quickly jumps up. Three scores later, you're already in the ton. So he's a yeah. guy who's not going to hurt you massively. And that's helped by his tackling, which I'm sure we're going to repeat a couple of times during this podcast. But it's just so relevant to his score build. And it's perhaps one of the most important parts that he's got because yeah. since 2017, Jack Steele's average tackles when ranked against the whole league. So since 2017, this is five years of data, second, fifth, first, ninth, and second, going at a oh. huge 8.4 tackles a game in 2021. So that's a guy who you can almost pencil in 30 points straight away. From, every week. From every single week. And then now he's got this ability to find the footy. You mentioned his top 20 and all these different various stats. He's obviously the main guy at the Saints. I looked at the center bounce attendances. Mm. He was at 83% of all center bounces. That drops off massively, MJ. The next you've got Brad Crouch at 66% yeah, and Zach Jones at 52%. And I won't even mention Luke Dunstan because he's actually he's gone left now. the club now too. Yeah. So if anything, there's more of a window for him to, to be in that guts, which of course he's going to be. I think it's an interesting guy to look at because we look at this pre and post by split. We, we see it's 112 in Dream Team and Fantasy over the first 13, 118 in Supercoach. And then we've already talked about that mid-130 scores across the formats. People go, well, 
what was this? Is this just a hot run of form or is this the new normal? Well, the thing that changed drastically was his possession count pre-buy and post-buy. His average was 27 possessions pre the buy. It was 31 possessions post the buy. His tackles did bump on average from eight to nine. So there is a little bit of increase there. But that 135 plus level in terms of what he was able to deliver for us over a really long stretch of time, that is a territory of scoring that is fondly remembered for fantasy coaches of the Tom Mitchell-esque years. For super coaches, it is the Gary Ablett territory. It is the unicorn of seasons. And we have a guy who's now got an extended run who shows, I think at worst, and this is as bad as I think it gets for Steele, and we will talk about where the holes could be for him in a sec. At worst, he goes 110. At worst. At best, he's the clear best player in the game. And that's therein lies the challenge for coaches, isn't it, Louis? Is do they see him as more of a pre-buy as the normative? Do they see him, which is similar to what he delivered in 2020, do they see him more as a post-buy? Or do they see him about where he is, where he's priced at, which is somewhere in the middle? Ultimately, the way you view him will determine whether or not you start or upgrade towards him. It is, and it's going to be a tough decision for coaches because if he does go at that 134 average as he did oh in that second goodness. half, he's someone who is going to get away from you so quickly. It's going to be somebody very difficult to get up to even after his buy. You know, yeah, he's, he's going to stay around that same price tag. Personally, I think he's someone that I'd be willing to take that risk on mm. based especially on his fixture to come, MJ. I don't know if you want me to get talk, into No, this talk now, me through but... the fixture because that's, I think, the important decision maker when you're kind of going, oh, yeah. And we'll talk about how you balance your salary cap and why I think he's one of the most reliable captains in the game. But th- what you're about to share might just be the reason someone goes, oh, yeah, I've got to get Jack Steele. Yeah, well, obviously, he's, he's a genuine set-and-forget captain. And across these first five weeks, this may convince you to do so. So He's got a young Pies side. So their first game with their new coach, Craig McRae. Who knows how that's going to go? Young Fremantle side who, who, yeah, they're starting to develop a little, but they're still very much a young group. Richmond in round three, they Mm. let you do what you like. They play their own brand. They don't worry about it. They'll back their system to beat whatever you want to do. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Round four rebuilding Hawthorne side. So we've got Sam Mitchell first year as coach. We'll see how that goes. And then round five, which is what I really like here, is Gold Coast, who (sighs) seem to be just falling apart at the moment. (laughs) They are a little bit of a rabble and I I could see Jack Steele just going massive there. So we're looking at five rounds where he could potentially go 140 plus. I mean, we saw it this year. He went 149, 157, 162, all in the back half of the season. And that was off the back of his tackling, like we said. And then, okay, maybe do you worry about a tag? Yeah, well, let's see at his two tagged games in 2021. 133 versus Adelaide. This is dream team in fantasy, yep. And a 134 versus the Dockers. That is just huge. Yeah, and in those two games, for those that are curious, in in Supercoach, 126 in Supercoach and 129. So this is the great thing about Jack Steele. Even if a team has the ability 
to stop his possessions, to stop his marks. And the only team that really did that well last year was West Coast. This is what happened in this round 19 game and why I think he's one of the most dependable VCC options for the year. 11 kicks in that game, seven handballs, 18 possessions total, five marks, gave away a couple of frees, no goals. Yep, I'm deliberately holding out for the tackle count. 13. Still goes 106 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 109 in Supercoach. So that even if the possessions get drastically stifled, and by the way, either side of that game, he pretty much goes mid-30s for that, that entire stretch. He still tons up because he scores in every column. It's something we talk about all the time in the coaches panel with identifying premiums and, and eliminating risk is you want to get guys that can score in every element, even if one or two of their angles get cut. Steel has that perfect ingredient. And then the key thing is this. The magic number is at its highest point to start the season, which means they have to outperform their average to retain their price point or to increase at this top end premium. But as Louise mentioned, if he goes 130, he holds that price point. You are in trouble in Dream Team and Fantasy chasing a million-dollar player. How do you buy low on that? You don't. You cannot justify that as an upgrade in the year. That is not going to be right because you will do better jobs upgrading multiple premiums around at that cash point and building your points per game as a squad through multiple players, not just a singular one. Equally, if he does do that and you start him, you're away. Oh, what if he goes 110? He's lost $250,000. Here's the deal. Once you own a player, their salary means nothing to you because you've already got it. The only reason a player's salary matters if you own them is if you choose to or are forced to trade them out. That's the only reason it matters. It's why if you're on steel, you're on him for the year. And I don't think he'll give you a reason to get off him, to be really, truly fair. I, I think the only, Louis, and I'm keen on your take on this, man. I know you, you really bring analytics of footy. I think the only case someone could say to not pick steel, oh, the starter upgrade is this. I don't think steel regresses that far, but it's got to be because... Brad Crouch, Zach Jones, Bradley Hill, Wanganeen Malira, Hannah Brie. I know I'm, I know I'm going to the deep barrel here. Gresham. It's the, the supporting cast around start to pick up more of the slack and he's no longer has to be Mr. Everywhere. That's the only narrative for me where someone, I could go, oh, you've got a point. But even that has some flimsy moments in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Look, I think you're right. Obviously, um, with that set of bounces, attendances stat that I gave you, he is the main guy. So the mm. Saints are going to want somebody else going through there to provide a little bit of support. But at the at, you could look at it conversely too and go, yeah. this is the main guy. I mean, he's just picked up the captaincy, mm-hmm. uh, 85% time on ground as well as an average, which is really high it's up incredible. for that type of player, especially when you're laying you know, 13 tackles in a game. That's just ridiculous. Uh, he he just ticks so many, so many boxes. And just touching on that captaincy thing you were talking about, MJ, yeah. if you've got a Jackson McRae who's going 120 
and you've yep. got a Jack Steele who's going 130, but you've got the C on him. The gap is further increased, I mean, yeah. obviously, but you've just got to remember that when he is a set and forget captain, especially across potentially those first five weeks. So um, everything's coming up still at the moment. And as much as I'd like to make a case to say that, hey, you know, this is a guy that's that's got traps written all over him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just doesn't. And the no. only reason I can really come up for not starting him is that you think and you're really bullish on a player who's priced uh, at, a, at a lesser point who yep. can go thereabouts or it's maybe yeah. a higher value. You're backing them in to improve yeah. a bit more than what they um, gave out last year. That's the only real reason I can look at. Um, maybe you want to spread your value across your team a little bit sure. better. You can pick up points that way, of course. But in terms of a bloke that you can rely on week in, Everywhere. week out, to put the C on, knowing, like I said, that there's 30 points base immediately just on just tackles. with tackles. He's always going to get them. And yeah. if he finds the footy, then, oh, you know, you're on your way. So, uh, look, big fan of Jack Steele, as I'm sure you can tell here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, man. He, he's a phenomenal footballer. I'm starting him across the formats. I'm eliminating the headache of how to find him in the year by starting with him. He's an absolute anchor in my side. He's a captaincy candidate every single week. Um, and I'm eliminating the pain of trying to hunt him during the 2022 season. When it comes to drafts, you're not this good of a player and last much longer in drafts. I think, Louis, it might be safe to say, regardless of the format you play, if you don't have a pick that's number one, two, or three, you can kiss goodbye any chance of owning him, really, can't you? Oh, absolutely. And unless you're in a league with just absolute nuts. <laughs> no, even the ADP, it's going to be so high. It's just, yeah. there's no way in the world that this guy doesn't go in the top three. In fact, I'd, I'd hedge my bets and say 50% of leagues, he'll be top two. Yeah, I, I think, depending on the league variance, I, I think there's a candidate to see for four coach uh, players that could be number one. Depending on the league settings, McRae, Mitchell in DT and AF, maybe not as much in Supercoach. Miller, Grundy. They're probably the main guys across the formats. In Supercoach, you could probably add Oliver in um, and things like that. But across the formats, he's gone in the top three without any question. Um, hey, mate, appreciate your work today on this episode of the 50 Most Relevant. Thanks for having me, MJ. I've had a great time talking about uh, Jack Steele, my captain in 2022. As he should be, my friend. If you want to go and read the article on Jack, it is online for you now, coachespanel.tv. As is all the other players we've revealed so far. If you're loving what you've got from the coaches panel and its variety of members through the preseason, there are multiple ways to support the coaches panel. You can tell a mate the place fantasy footy about us. You can follow and subscribe through the podcasts and leave a nice little five-star rating and review, or you can become a financial supporter as a Patreon for a couple of bucks a month or a little bit more. It all depends what rewards you want to get. All the links for everything you need to do and to know about the Coaches Panel through our website, coachespanel.tv. Three players left to be revealed in the 50 most relevant. You know the players, but do you know the order? All of these guys present valuable reasons to be the most relevant player. And tomorrow, we pick up a player that I just mentioned in the draft conversation of genuine number one candidates. Who is he? You'll find out tomorrow in the 50 Most Relevant.